Welcome to the Dynasty Force Podcast with your hosts, Billy Brisbane and Robert Mantuano. And welcome in, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Dynasty Force Podcast. We are here live today on Wednesday. I was about to say Tuesday. Wednesday, February 17th. Um, and we are going to be doing a live mock draft here on the show. It's uh, going to be a little different. Uh, if you remember a few episodes ago, a friend of mine and I did the mock draft uh, that was simulated and had different um, AIs in as the teams. But this time, instead, we're doing it with we're doing a 10 team league and we're doing it with eight different people and the other two in here are, are probably going to be a little more accurate. This is sleeper instead of uh, fantasy pros. So uh, we'll see the differences here with me as always the one, the only the general himself, Billy Brisbane. How's it going, buddy? What's up, Robbie, Rob, how are you doing today? My mic is all the way across the room. So let me <laughs> get a little bit closer to it like this, but um, I'm doing good today, Rob. It's a beautiful Wednesday. Um, right before we get this snowstorm for the whole entire weekend. Um, we're not going to be like Texas. We know how to handle a snowstorm. <laughs> uh, how are you uh, doing today? I'm good. Uh, it's funny because one of my uh, like vendors hit me up earlier today, and he was like, hey, man, I see you guys are about to get a lot of snow over the, these next few days. Like, Hope you guys are you know, going to be fine. And I'm like, man, we're used to the cold over here. We, we're just in the cold all the time anymore. So at this point, like I know, I know it's like, you know, shouts out to the people in Texas and everything. Cause I know people are suffering there, but uh, you know, here in, here in New Jersey, we've been here and uh, looks like we'll continue to be here for a little bit. Trey, how's the weather over there in Bumblefuck, Kansas, uh, at FF Superflex Guru on Twitter. Let's see if I can uh, turn this mic around. Can you guys see? I oh, see yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's the snow. Not very fun. Not very fun. Um, negative <laughs> three was what it was yesterday. So uh, today it's a little bit uh, warmer at uh, six degrees. So I'll take what I can get at this point. But, uh, Billy, uh, you don't have to lean in like that. I heard you're perfectly fine. I want to see your beautiful face on the mic. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's going pretty good. School has been canceled the past three days. Some have chosen to do online. So it's been a lot more relaxed this week, thankfully. I feel, I feel, um, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's exciting to have, uh, everything, you know, canceled basically, because then, uh, you know, you get to enjoy yourself. And even if you don't enjoy the weather, you'll be able to just chill. Yeah, um, I've made a lot of uh, dynasty trades these past couple of days, so uh, I have used it for a good, good uh, fantasy use. I feel that. Um, I wish I could say the same. I did see your trade earlier of Sammy Watkins yeah, for Nikhil Harry. For pile of garbage. Hey, it I basically was, and I think everyone. Uh, that's a great trade. <laughs> that's like uh, all jokes aside. Like that's a really good trade. Like. I, like even if Sammy Watkins has a good Sammy Watkins year, it's still like there's still just a glimmer, just the slightest glimmer of hope that. Uh, yeah, and Nikhil I was Harry checking. Nikhil Harry went 
like 1.03 to 1.05 in every rookie draft. So, I mean, there's like the There's upside there. still. First year, he was riddled by injury. Second year, they had Cam Newton who threw like 15 times a game. So, I think once they have a good quarterback this year, I think he'll at least be a flex play, hopefully. I feel. All right. Well, I mean, we don't have a ton of news to talk about today. Uh, you know, kind of a slow time in the NFL right now. And we want to give you as much content here with this mock draft as possible. Oh, and look who, who joins in just as we're about to get started. Welcome in Detroit Beastie here, uh, who is also a part of this mock draft. How are you doing, Chris? I'm great. Thanks for having me. And uh, if, if you aren't aware, uh, I picked the dead. I picked 110, the last pick in the draft, because I very much love having back-to-back picks. So on the turn, I'm able to boom, boom. You know, So I've noticed over time I can build a powerhouse team that way. Obviously, after my the first selection in the first round, I have to wait 20 more picks, but then bam, I can bam, bam it again. So very right. happy with uh, where I've selected to draft this evening. Well, hey, you'll be exactly starting. I picked one point oh one. To be honest with you, I love the back-to-back picks. So I like your thought process there, Chris. Thank you. And again, it, it like one one. It's there's really no explanation there. You're going to dra- draft Pat Mahomes, right? I mean, there's no other question there. So, but you know, at one ten or two one or those ones, you know, I, I I feel like I can like I'm sitting up high. And like I get a bird's eye view of the draft. Well, oh, they missed him. I could snipe him. You know, right. I feel very, very much in control at the at the one ten selection. Definitely. And uh, just to run through our draft positions real quick for everyone who can't see, because uh, you're listening, yeah. we got Trey at one hundred one. I'll be there <laughs> at one hundred two. So we're going to be picking back to back. Coach Teo in here is in at 103 then billy billy briz himself at 104 um we got gray heisenberg who by the way gray heisenberg champion of the fantasy forecast listener league in here at 105 um tyler randall in here at 106 former uh fantasy forecaster uh dynasty bash idp in at 108 paul ryan 15 109 and as chris mentioned himself at 110 and i'm going to get started here with this draft for everyone who is sitting here waiting on me and trey i see as chris mentioned no hesitation takes pat holmes so that would leave me here at 102 i mean there's no explanation honestly i mean right you don't need one you honestly don't um I'm here at 102. I feel like it would be between either Kyler Murray or Christian McCaffrey for me, obviously. And I think I I still have too much confidence in McCaffrey, so I'm going to have to to take him. I think he's still the clear-cut number one running back. So um, You're a little bit risky there, Rob. Um, A lot of people would say, man, there's some quarterbacks to get. This is the year of the quarterback year. Yeah, man. They're, they're, see, at 103, Josh Allen going ahead of Kyler Murray, and that puts yeah. you here on the clock here, Bill. Yeah, um, um, Detroit BC, I think you got to fix your mic. Yeah, I hear a little, like, uh, I don't know. Like a high-pitch, uh, whatever you want to right. call it. Right, some sort of see. high-pitch thing in the background. But um, I don't hear that. Oh, well. I'm going uh, <laughs> I'm on the clock here. I'm looking here. Uh, I'm looking at the different running backs. I kind of don't want to go to a running back here um, throughout the podcast that we've done the last couple of weeks. 
I've kind of liked the running backs that we've seen go in the third and fourth round. So I might want to pull the trigger on the back end there. But um, I think I'm going to go with a quarterback. He hasn't gotten really drafted yet since they got the rookies in here and stuff like that. Um, I'm pretty high on this guy. This guy I'm probably going to draft in my rookie drafts at the same exact spot. So I'm kind of get a little bit of a feel. Uh, See what a draft is like with Trevor Lawrence as my first pick. Oh, okay. Okay. 104. Uh, Quick shout out to NParrots24 on YouTube. He was asking for the last spot there, and uh, I was not here to see that. So I'm sorry that you uh, are not in it. I don't know. I would probably have to pause the draft in order to get him in here. So um, I'm sorry that, you know, I kind of missed that. But. Wow. um, Classic Rob. I know. I'm fucking up over here. I I completely, you know, I missed it. But I, uh, you know, I appreciate the thought in trying to join here. Um, I just thought it was funny that Billy picked uh, Trevor Lawrence after he was like, ah, I don't, rookies in here? Ah, I don't know. <laughs> and then Trevor uh, Lawrence is different, man. He's the he's my Lamelo Ball for this NFL draft. I've been waiting to see him in the NFL for a very long time. While I don't think he might win you a Super Bowl, he'll be a great fantasy quarterback. Reminds me of a lot of Justin Herbert, what he did for this year. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, real fast, is, is uh, I hopefully my microphone is all worked out. I don't think it was me, but I changed some things around here, so hopefully it's all loud and clear for you. Gotcha. It sounds good, Chris. It does sound good. Um, so we missed uh, here at 105 after Billy took Trevor Lawrence. Heisenberg takes Lamar Jackson, which is interesting to me, taking him over Kyler, and then Tyler Randall here at 106. Um, I'm going to just say let CPU auto-pick. He'll take Dalvin Cook. That works. Um, six. I like that. I mean, I guess his value hasn't really fallen off that much. Right. Definitely. Both of them. And then, you know, bash their hammers. Kyler Murray at 108. Back end, man, not to cut you off, Rob. If I was no, you're good. back end, man, I would go quarterback, quarterback. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, let's see what Detroit Beastie does. Yeah, Paul Ryan there, 109, takes Jonathan Taylor. So, Chris, you are on the clock here with two picks. I'm kind of thinking where – I mean, it's the end of the first round. Do I go Derrick Henry, Elvin Kamara, hammer home running backs, or do I go like Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, and hammer home uh, wide receivers? Personally, uh, obviously, I, I'm more, you're more partial to a quarterback in this kind of draft here. But if you're looking at – if you could bring the screen up, there's – you know, there's a ton of value to be had later. I'd be cool with, you know, uh, Ryan Tannehill and Zach Wilson from BYU and just let the chips fall where they may in terms of that here. So uh, without fail, I'm going to go Derrick Henry and uh, Alvin Kamara here. I think that's a pretty safe bet. I think so, too. They're both great running backs. Go on, Trey. Yeah, say the back end might be the place to go. I mean, because quarterbacks obviously are going to go heavy and super flex this year. So, like, Derrick Henry is going to be there in the late first always. If you can have Alvin Kamara or even Dalvin Cook fall to you, I think that's going to be pretty solid. Definitely. Uh, Paul Ryan there stacking up running backs as well right ahead of you. At 109, he took Nick Chubb at 202. Um, Bill, any any surprises you, you see so far on the clock here? You're the next up here. Um, 
I'm still eyeing up one position. Um, one thing I really want to get a feel of for this draft is uh, how deep can I go with uh, certain theories I want to try this year. Because last season I kind of went a little bit boring because I was a little bit scared of the COVID stuff and shit like that. And um, my teams suck because of it. You know, Rob, you know, I usually just punt the running back position sometimes. Right. In some of these drafts and you look at my team at the end of the year and you'll be like, who the fuck is this? Back <laughs> <laughs> so I might have to get back into those ways because uh, I didn't like my finishes last year, man. I feel that. I feel that. Uh, since we started talking here, Bash went Dak Prescott at two of three. So he paired Kyler Murray and Dak Prescott together. Joe Mixon went to the CPU at two of four. Zeke went to Sa- the Saquon owner, Tyler Randall there, two of five. Then Deshaun Watson goes to Heisenberg. So he has Watson and Jackson. So far, everyone has been pairing positions and no one has really uh, strayed away from that. So That's Bill, one thing I'm kind of thinking of right now. Uh, Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill kind of stand out really to me as values right here. And then if you really want to, you can go at the tight end position and kind of stack your tight end position and just not even think about it for a little bit. But I think I would like putting the tight end position a lot. There's some good tight ends in this upcoming draft. Um, I kind of want to go quarterback, quarterback, but there's a quarterback that I kind of want to take on this turn. So I'm going to go with wide receiver. Um, do you guys think I should go with Adams or Hill? I'd go Adams. I have Hill as my number one. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go Hill. All right. Go. All right. Tyree I went Hill Adams there. last year. I went Adams last year. And, you know, we talked about this last week on the podcast. There's not been a wide receiver in a very, very long time that's finished wide receiver one back-to-back years. So mm-hmm. we're going to take the gamble sure. shot with Tyreek Hill. I feel that does uh, that does make sense there. You take the first wide receiver of the draft there. Um, and then I'm going to follow up 103 here. Coach Teo's currently on the clock. And then Trey will follow me up with two back-to-back picks. And uh, so we got, you know, we got a lot of the uh, podcasters here going back to back here. I like the Trevor Lawrence Tyreek Hill stack you got going on. Uh, so at 208, DeAndre Swift goes. So that puts me on the clock here. Um, man, that, that this is a tough spot to be in because there's a lot of guys that I really want. And I feel like a lot of guys that like I don't want to let fall to Trey. So like, um, I mean, I'm looking around the board. I think personally, I'm going to have to take Justin Herbert here just because, you know, a lot of what four teams don't have quarterbacks so far, but that's, you know, only four teams and, and Herbert just looked phenomenal this season. I'll uh, give you that Rob. I would have went wide receiver, man. Christian McCaffrey, Devontae Adams. <laughs> That would have been a good stack, I'll admit that. But I personally, like, even if I don't go with Devonta Adams at wide receiver, there's DeAndre Hopkins, there's DK nah, Metcalf. Yeah, you're right. you're there's right. a ton of options yeah. at wide receiver. And uh, I wanted that youth at the quarterback position. Trey? You can't go well, wrong. There's really only one place I can go. I mean, you can't really go It's wrong true to heart. The uh, QB one, the tight end one. Oh, okay. Travis Kelsey. I like that stat. And Devontae Adams. Okay, yeah. then. That that is a really good three spot combo. I I do like that a lot. And uh there's upside there for sure. Yeah. Um I mean, 
I don't know. I just like the stack of Mahomes and Kelsey, obviously. And then with Devontae Adams in the third round, you can't really beat that. I mean, I was looking at Russell Wilson, um, but like, you know, Chris said earlier, there's a lot of quarterbacks that you can get later that, you know, points per game basis isn't that much off of what Wilson would produce. And running back wise, I mean, there's some people that I can get next round. So interesting. As you mentioned that I'm taking a look at the running back position and I think I'm going to have to hammer home one here. Mm-hmm. A guy I was big on last year. Um, and I will be even bigger on heading into year two. It's going to be cam Akers. I, it probably is a little bit of a reach here to take him at three, two, but, um, the fact is that I don't think he'll come back to me by any means. And uh, I think no, he's going to. I was going to draft him. So I was yeah. going to grab him. Yeah. Ah, there we go. I, I appreciate the transparency there, Chris. Absolutely. I have. A, I, I like to. I mean, Billy said this like 20 minutes ago, but I, I like the idea. It, it, we're so early on in the season, and to do a, a. Most times, people just do a mock draft alone with a bunch of strangers, and we're able to publish it and talk it out live here. So I, I enjoy that very much. You get a. You know, I can pull the curtain back. I mean, I'm not the end all be all for anything fantasy related, but I, I've always loved since day one. To see other the way that the gears and the and everything's moving in someone else's head, like you know, I, I got six picks in. Well, why did you pick those six guys? It goes a long way. I mean, you can put your your thoughts on, on paper and words, but sometimes people are more visual learners here. So uh, I have a couple tricks up my sleeve with my next few oh, selections here. That's good to hear. Uh, Coach Teo takes J.K. Dobbins. Bill, you're on the clock here at three four. Yeah, I'm looking at the quarterback position right now. I'm kind of really stuck, but I'm going to take the gamble for um, Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow. I really like that combo. I was considering Joe Burrow when I took Justin Herbert at 2-9. The only thing that made me go Herbert was the leg injury, but, I mean, I I believe in Burrow and his ability to rebound. Um, I assume you do, too, with that pick, uh, Bill. Yeah, man. Um, One thing I really liked about – these two quarterbacks is uh, they're going to have a lot of pass attempts. And sometimes in these super flex leagues, uh, you're not going to get the prettiest of matchups. It's not like a 12 man league where you can just cherry pick your quarterback matchups every week and stuff like that. And from week to week, you kind of just want to just have the quarterbacks are just going to have high pass attempts. I feel that uh, Dak Prescott last season, how, you know, much the Dallas Cowboys needed him. you know, to pass the football when uh, their defense was terrible. I mean, that's kind of the recipe for success a lot of times in football. So uh, it's a good it's a good method to go by. Um, Josh Jacobs goes at three oh five afterwards. Heisenberg's first running back there. Randall or Tyler Randall uh, is on the clock clock now at three oh six. If he goes quarterback here, if he doesn't, we'll see who falls to him at four. Yeah, I mean, there is some value to be had at the quarterback position at the moment. Um, Russell Wilson, there's Justin Fields, too, who should be good in uh, super flex or for fantasy football purposes. Um, Aaron Rodgers, still a little older. Instead, he goes Michael Thomas, which is a fantasy enigma, uh, basically, right now. Um and we'll let the CPU go with that one. He will take DeAndre Hopkins. So Michael Thomas is the wide receiver three. Trey, what are your thoughts? I mean, he loves Michael Thomas. I think that, I mean, he was high on him last year. I wouldn't be surprised if he still has Michael Thomas as his wide receiver one. 
So to get him in third round, I bet he's happy about that. Um, I mean, I have Michael Thomas a little bit lower, probably closer to the wide receiver eight-ish range right now. Um, I'm surprised Justin Jefferson hasn't gone. We'll see if uh, Detroit Beastie picks him or what he has up his sleeve. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, Chris, here on the clock now yeah. as uh, Miles Sanders goes 308 and Austin Eckler goes 309. I'm glad you guys said that because the, the trick, I was going to grab two more running, like some young running backs, but looking at the draft board here, there still are plenty left. And I know the number one rule in, in like a live draft is you don't name drop. You don't drop a player because right, right. then it, it kind of, you know, it, the fire here. But I was, I wanted to maybe do a combo of Jay Robinson, Antonio Gibson, or Swift and Cam Akers. I knew that wasn't going to be possible after that. So instead, uh, I'm going to hammer home uh, a couple very stud. Oh. St- a very studly amount of wide receivers here. And, uh, you know, right now, DK Metcalf is on the board. Diggs is on the board. But uh, I'm going to go the route in which I did. A.J. Brown and Justin Jefferson. And I'm I'm very happy with that. As it stands now, you see, well, it's a super flex and you don't have a, a, a quarterback. What the heck are you going to do? Well, I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. I always make a, a rash decision. Right. I definitely feel that. But, I, I mean, there's arguments to be made for both A.J. Brown and Justin Jefferson being – uh, top five wide receivers in Dynasty. So to get them in the the second, or I'm sorry, the third and the fourth round for you, that's that's fantastic. I, I really like the way that you're starting out there, Chris. Um, two you. running backs that'll help you compete now, and then two wide receivers who will help you compete for a long time to come. Um, yeah, but I was say, Chris is doing the value play. I mean, every single one of his picks, I mean, are considered steals at that value. I mean, you can't really pass up on that. So I like definitely. And here's the thing, too, real quick. So, you know, next time I select, it's back to back picks. So I know I, in the past, you know, you see a draft, you think it's passing you by. Like, uh, I, I feel like I'm envious. I need a quarterback now. Well, I'm able to subside all that on my next two selections if I want. Boom, boom, quarterback, quarterback if I definitely. want. Or I can go elsewhere. So I really can't tell you how much I enjoy, you know, those back-to-back selections. Right. See, now I'm kind of having buyer's remorse. If I knew <laughs> Russell Wilson would drop this far, I'd rather have Russell Wilson in this round than uh, Joe Herbert. But to be honest with you, I'm really high on this guy. I think um, once he gets drafted, he's probably going to move up above Clyde Edwards-Alaire for me in my rankings. So I'm going to go with uh, Najee, Najee Harris. Okay. Uh, I was wondering when Najee Harris and uh, the potential of Travis Etienne would go. Um, they are very, you know, like you said, once they get drafted, they might even skyrocket into that second or third round. So um, to get them there at 4 7, it, it's, you know, it's landing spot dependent, we'll call it, but, uh, you know, he's a great talent. So I like the upside for him. And just a quick recap uh, Justin Fields went 402. Antonio Gibson went 4-3, DK Metcalf 4-4, Aaron Jones 4-5, James Robinson 4-6, Bill had 4-7 where he took Najee Harris, and then Travis Etienne went 4-0-8. So here I am on the clock, and man, how do I sit here and potentially not take Russell Wilson? Like... To get him as a second quarterback in the fourth round, I, I feel like that's just mm. too good of a value to pass up. So I, I have to go with Wilson there, and that puts Trey on the clock. Damn you. you <laughs> Damn. 
definitely gonna go Wilson. Uh, there's still a couple quarterbacks I like. Now I'm probably gonna have to wait on my quarterbacks again. Um, but I always like to do my drafts through tiers, and there's still a couple players I have in tiers above. Um, one of them's Kittle, so I'm gonna smash George Kittle right here. So I got ah, Kittle and Kelsey. Kittle. That's very interesting. Um, and I think that if you can get Kittle at 4.10, I think that's you know you can't really beat that. And I still don't have a running back yet, but man, the running backs there are not pretty. But you know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire at five point one, the tears about to drop off. So I, I I have to go with Clyde there. So I like that value as well. I definitely like Clyde there. I would have taken him if I didn't go Wilson. Um man, it it's very interesting to look at the draft board right now. There's someone that I really want. But I have a feeling he might be able to come back to me. So instead I think I'm just gonna take Stefan Diggs here. Uh, he was just too good last year. I know he's a quote unquote a little older, but he's still got at least I would say five great years left. And the Josh Allen connection was fantastic. Um, so after Bill makes his pick here, we'll we'll try and run through uh, our teams real quick. As Jamar Chase goes five oh three, so Bill, that puts you on the clock. What are you thinking here? Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually my next pick. Um, ah, was gonna another value is still on the board, and we're going to try to pair these wide receiver combos because um, my wide receiver rankings always look different than, like, other people's, and I can imagine right now by the time we start doing ADP stuff that I'm probably going to be higher than ADP on this guy. So I think him in the fifth round, he absolutely crushed spot last year with Justin Herbert, and I think he'll do the same exact thing for next year. Ah, Keenan Allen. Okay, I do I do agree. I, I really like Keenan Allen. He's quite, like, he is a little older. Um, if I look or see his player card here, which it will show me, he's 28, which really isn't that old. That still gives him, he probably turns 29 over the offseason, but still plenty of time. Yeah, um, I think he has trade equity too, because like you know those times when you're in the fantasy season for dynasty, and it's like week four, week five, and people are kind of like teetering between two and two, but they feel like they have a good roster that has like a win now type of build, and like you can kind of like flip off those kind of older veteran guys. Like one guy I'm thinking of last year that I flipped off was uh, Adam Thielen when he got hot in the beginning of the season. I feel like he has that kind of like trade equity that somebody would be interested in. I feel that. I feel that. Let's see where Heisenberg goes here at the 505 spot of uh, running out of time a little bit here, but you know, maybe he's um uh, scrambling. Um, so he's going to take David Montgomery there for his third running back spot, which is interesting. Um, running backs really starting to come off the board. If you could see this draft board, there's a lot of green here. Um, Tyler's punting on the quarterback position. Tyler will take Chris Godwin. Uh, not many teams punting on quarterback. Going to probably be another one here to punt, um, which is the CPU, and they will take Adam Thielen. So I kind of no regard for age here from the computer, but that's fine. Um, only two teams so far to not take a quarterback of the non-automated teams and that's going to be tyler randall and live here on the show detroit beastie who's about to be on the clock again for his next two picks you had mentioned chris that you know you could kind of fill a need here uh at the turn because and you know pretty easily like you could hammer two quarterbacks and you would be perfect in a in a great position 
you know, when people will say that you're uh, in a in a big time need right now. Um, as Kyle Kyle Pitts goes there at five oh eight. Very true, but uh, like as you can see in the draft, you know, there's several other. There's look what two team two two teams plus me that don't have a quarterback here, so that makes me feel better, and it's almost making me think I'm still not going to draft a quarterback on my next two picks. There's about a dozen other guys that I just have a feeling that don't make it back to me. So why why would I put that off? Because you know quarterbacks. You can. I hate to say it. I hate to be that guy. I'm not a zero RB guy or a zero quarterback guy. But it's just too too juicy out there for me not to grab a couple running backs here again. So I'm going to go out on a whim here and uh, let's get wild. What what's the point if okay. we're not if we're not having fun uh, and we're not getting wild here? So uh, I'm going to grab a couple rookie running backs oh. and just go from there. Why not? I can start both of them if I want to. Interesting. Javante Williams and Michael Carter. And we have not really talked about rookies too much on this podcast, but those are two rookies where I feel like depending where they go in the draft uh, will make a huge difference on where they go in the rookie drafts and, you know, our value of them and beyond. Yeah. Um, Darren Waller like goes 6'2", Trey. I actually, on my last selection, it was a mistake. I just clicked the, the pluses. I wanted to grab uh, Williams and Kenny Gainwell, but such is life uh, when you're in a live draft, boys. I can, I can change the player still, yeah. Um, let me see if I can find Gainwell real quick. Hey, 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 man. We, we, we got some rookie running backs, man. There's a rookie <laughs> draft, man. Uh, we'll give it to Chris, but Chris, man. We, I, I'm glad we're doing this draft because we got some different rookie rankings. Uh, to be fair with you, Billy, I don't have any rookie rankings right now. <laughs> so, uh, it's just, you know, from what I've seen, it's just kind of that thing. I find it uh, not to be rude to anybody. I just it's still a little bit too early for me. Well, I'll start to like pound my rookie rankings once we know where where each player yeah, was the draft on the team. Yeah, because at this point, we're all just spinning our wheels. It's all the same stuff from when they played in college, but once we see what teams they go to, that's when certain players will kind of separate themselves from others. Yeah, I'm sorry, that's why uh, I kind of have like a loose ranking right now. Not like a ranking, but like kind of like an idea of how I have everybody set up tier-wise by talent. And then depending on where they get drafted, like for example, last year when DeAndre Swift got drafted to a bad landing spot, I had him ranked like second in talent, but he dropped to like fourth because of the landing spot. And I kind of like to get like a little pre-draft process of that. Cause there's a couple guys this year where I feel like even that if they do get drafted later than other people, the landing spot is probably going to be better. There's a lot of teams out here that have some dusty old ass running backs. <laughs> starters. Um, I have to give a quick shout out to N parrots. Cause he's still commenting over here. Uh, Nine or four fifty nine. He mm -hmm. commented, "Detroit BC crushing this draft," which he absolutely was. And then uh, Michael Carter <laughs> just <laughs> ruined it five minutes later, um, and then said, "You're wild, Detroit BC." But uh, you know, we will say that uh, Chris corrected himself, so that's that's one good thing. Um, Calvin Ridley went. Or I'm sorry. We got to go back here because I last said Darren Waller went 6-2. Kareem Hunt went 6-3. Uh, Mike Evans, 6-4. Uh, Tyler Randall took his first quarterback, which is Aaron Rodgers at 6-5. Calvin Ridley, 6-6. Six, six. 
Chuba Hubbard going six seven. That's Billy. You like the the rookie, the young Oklahoma State guy, the cowboy. Yeah, I'm a fan of his. Um, I feel like he's going to be a good prospect. Uh, probably going to be a little bit slim on the running back position, but I think like deep, deep in this draft, when we get into the ugly rounds, there's some like old pass catching running back style probably just start in the beginning of the season and probably uh, Chuba, Chuba Hubbard can't even pronounce his name right. Uh, depending on where he lands is probably where I have him ranked, but I currently have him ranked as my number three running back in talent. Uh, from there, Matthew Stafford goes six, eight. So I'm back up here on the clock and there's some value to be had depending where you look uh, at the running back position. It looks kind of pick clean. Chris Carson, Kenyon Drake, Todd Gurley are apparently the highest value sort of guys. If I wanted to take a shot on miles Gaskin, um, Looking at the quarterback position, we got really, you know, Zach Wilson potentially for me. And then uh, I think I'm I'm going to have to look at the wide receiver position here, though, specifically. And there was someone I said last round I was really hoping would make it back to me. Thankfully, he did. And I don't know why I have to ser- or scroll so far to find this guy. There he is, C.D. Lamb. I think he's just too good um to you know kind of be held back in his you know people will view him as the wide receiver two of the offense but it's kind of like calvin ridley you know when even when uh julio was playing last year um calvin ridley was still great because so much coverage goes towards julio and you know this same situation here with amari cooper and cd lamb so uh trey you're up here on the clock at 6 10 now Hey, thanks, Robert. I really appreciate, uh, you know, the constant snipe. <laughs> I was definitely going to snipe. Twice, twice now. Twice in a row, actually. But uh, I'm going to go double wide receiver here. I think the best value on the board is Allen Robinson. And then he was a great between, value. I really considered him. And then I'm shooting between DJ Moore and Terry McLaurin. Um, I think I'm going to go Scary Terry here just because – you know, there's not really anyone else there besides Logan Thomas. So I think regardless, he's going to get the high volume. Right. Uh, him and him and DJ Moore, I think, are neck and neck in my ranking. So. Probably, yeah. Uh, I do like DJ Moore um, and Terry McLaurin. I would probably take Terry if I had to to specifically choose. Um, but, yeah, I, I do like them both. Um, that puts me back on the clock here. And I'm just searching through running backs to see if I can find any sort of hope at the position but um i'm gonna have to say you scroll down on the computer on sleeper because this shit is so hard well personally i have a mac so i have to use two fingers to scroll look at that rich guy over there yeah it's like like a 2012 so it's it's not there there. you go Real quick, is there is there a a bar? You know, because I have a touchscreen computer too. Another rich guy. Oh and my gosh! I have my pen with this little stylus, and I'm able to scroll that way. But is there a is there a bar? On There's there? a bar, but it's so small. I'm gonna have to. I don't want to fuck with this right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> nah, because um, I don't want to fuck up. Uh, not seeing your guys' faces. Yeah, I I actually do earn more time because I have a Mac. So thank you. Uh, I'm going to take Mark, Mark Andrews there at the tight end position. 
Um, I do like Mark Andrews still. He quietly finished as the, I want to say tight end three, I believe, in points per game this year. Um, the injuries, you know, kind of derailed him a bit. Uh, he only played 14 games. So, you know, that'll always be a thing with Mark Andrews, but still there at the tight end position. And I'm getting him as the tight end five in the seventh round. Uh, after I take him, 7 3, Rashad Bateman, 7 4. Bill here taking DJ Moore as his third wide receiver. I really like that pick for you, Bill. Uh, you're, you know, fitting him in there at the third wide receiver spot. He gives you some consistency. Billy. Yeah, you man. I like Terry the uh, or, uh, DJ Moore. What'd you say? Uh, would you pick Terry uh, or uh, DJ Moore? <sighs> Definitely DJ Moore for me personally. But I didn't yeah, want to think- mention his name because he was on my radar for my next <laughs> round of selections. Yeah, I think DJ Moore is more talented, but I think Terry McLaurin is going to have a better season, like projection wise. Like when I start like grading out like season long projections, I'll probably have Scary Terry higher in like season long. Okay. I personally would have taken Terry if it makes you feel any better, Trey. Thank you. I just needed some <laughs> uh, pat on the back. That's all I needed. Definitely. Thanks for uh, throwing me in the dirt, Chris. <laughs> um,. DJ Moore, like I said, 7-4. Devontae Smith went 7-5. Juju Smith-Schuster at 7-6. And then Julio going, this uh, computer is really stacking at the wide receiver position right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> five wide receivers. But I, he's making it work there. Bash is on the clock. Chris, you're almost up again for your next two picks. What are you thinking here? Well, I mean, I'd be silly to not consider quarterback, and that's which way I'm what I'm leaning now. And there's two other guys ahead of me who aren't computers here, so I'm not going to name drop. Although it's it's pretty clear, uh, like the the best you know two or three quarterbacks that are left in the you know the player pool here. So depending on what the next two guys uh, do here, uh, and he drafted. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, so the, the two quarterbacks that I want are still on the board. So uh, if, if Paul Ryan's next selection isn't one or two of my guys, uh, I'm going to have both of them, and I will I will show you shortly who they are. Okay, that sounds exciting. Leave me in wait. And as you mentioned, he went with Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Paul Ryan on the clock. He does have only one quarterback, and he will ignore the quarterback position here. For Chris, he must have heard you and wanted to see who they were for you. So Jalen Waddle goes at seven nine. The respect is there, and I appreciate him for doing that. So right up, right off the bat, I'm going Tanny. Uh, people forget he was what was he quarterback number seven all season, and people paid no mind to that. So to grab uh, Ryan Tannehill here uh, is is massive to me. And uh, let me select him here. And see if it, yep, he adds him. And then you know what? I'm going to get wild because I'm hoping the Lions draft this kid. And it's a quarterback from BYU, Zach Wilson. So if you look at how my team's shaping up now, it's basically uh, a who's who of rookies. There's not really many, you know, eligible NFL players on the team aside from Justin Jefferson, my running backs. But my last like four or five picks are all rookies. And, you know, if I want to compete in the future, again, if this is redraft, uh, I could be stupid. If it's dynasty, uh, it has some real real legs here to do well long term. Definitely. I, I agree with that, Chris. Um, let me ask Trey. Uh, Trey, what are your thoughts on Chris's team so far? He's got Ryan Tanhill, Zach Wilson at quarterback, uh, running back. He's got Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Javante Williams, 
Kenneth Gainwell, and then at wide receiver, A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I mean, if that's what I was saying, the back end of the draft allows you to do that because, I mean, the quarterback's going to fall to you. If you're early, it kind of forces your hand to, you know, smash those young quarterbacks. But if you're in the back end, you could really load up on the skill players and get, you know, the value quarterbacks later, like a Stafford or a Tannehill, or if you want to take a shot with one of the rookies as well. Um, it, it, I mean, it really allows you to do that. So I like the way he was going. I'm not, I don't know any of the rookie running backs that well yet. Um, so I'm not quite for sure value-wise where the where his two picks are. But I like, uh, I mean, the, his skill players make up for his lower valued quarterbacks. Right, definitely. Um, and I do like Ryan Tannehill a lot. Who he mentioned, uh, I, you know, his point per game numbers. Uh, you know, while he finished the quarterback seven this year, you look at how he's been since he took over as the Tennessee starter, and it's it's just fun to you know play around with the numbers, comparing him and Pat Mahomes and and the likes of that. So he plays big for a quarterback seven. So um, I I like the way you went there, Chris. I I think it's working out for you. Um, after Chris took Zach Wilson at eight one. DJ Chark went 8-2. I liked that pick a lot with Trevor Lawrence entering the fold in Jacksonville. T. Higgins went 8-3. Chris Carson, 8-4. Cooper Cup just went at 8-5 to Tyler Randall, who is still punting at quarterback. There are two teams that have only one quarterback. That is Tyler Randall and Paul Ryan. And then there is the automated team that does not have a quarterback yet at all. Um, and we kind of don't know when they'll hit the quarterback position. So um, this is interesting. Uh, eight six here, Bill. You're about to be on the clock. What are you thinking here? Um, I'm thinking, man, the fucking running back position's terrible right And now. Michael Carter you just guys, goes, so that tears it up a little more. Yeah, you guys weren't lying about the uh, tear drop off a of running back, but there's one guy in this tier that um. I wouldn't even say I don't really know how to idealize the rookies with like the veteran running back so far, but there's one guy I feel like um, has a lot of upside in this offense. Uh, you got a couple pieces from this offense. Um, I couldn't get a couple pieces from this offense. And um, there's one guy that I feel like dude should get the red zone work. And his name is Zach Moss, man. I'm about to get Zach Moss. Oh my gosh. You and your Zach Moss love. Uh, it's undying. And I will never understand it personally. But, you know, you believe in the player, and that's all that matters at this point. So he's going to be a running back three um, at the moment. You know, we'll see how things shake out. But I, I still like Nashi Harrison. Uh, if Chuba Hubbard, I think his landing spot will be dependent. Uh, I think it could definitely work out this way. And Can if you Zach imagine? I'm not to cut you off. Can you imagine if Cheever Hubbard landed to the Seattle Seahawks, man, how nice that landing spot would be and how much value that would be or any of the rookie running backs. That's the reason why it's so enticing. Uh, I kind of like how some people have been gambling on the rookies. Definitely dude. Um, after you took uh, Zach Moss, Trey Lance went at eight, eight. He was the first third quarterback for a team taken, which I really like that for a third quarterback to have the rookie Trey Lance, because I, I do like him as a prospect. Um, we'll talk more about the rookies on this podcast more in the future, but I'm going to take a shot here at the running back position. I'm going to take Miles Gaskin. If he has the job next year, you guys then he's going to be good. 
You got to sing the song, dude. Bill, it's your song to sing. Come you on, man. Miles Gaskins. Ratchet, bougie, what's happening? Man? <laughs> that is the song, dude. Miles Gaskins. <laughs> um, I've heard you sing that before, but I completely forgot. I'll admit. <laughs> um, thank you for singing it, and I'll never forget it again. I promise. Uh, Trey, you're on the clock here at eight ten. Well, they're teammates now, but I don't think they'll be teammates in a couple weeks. I'm gonna go smash my quarterbacks real quick. Get my second and my backup. I'm gonna go Wentz. I'm gonna go Jalen Hurts. Interesting. I think that. Wentz is going to be traded. We'll see where. I think his value is still going to be there because he's going to be starting. Um, and Jalen Hurts, he's, I think he's going to have a pretty long leash. I mean, if they're willing to trade Wentz for you, I think that he's going to have a long enough leash to kind of grow, and we'll see what he can become. But I think his rushing floor is going to keep him as at least a high-end QB, too. So we'll see. I do like the Hurts pick a lot, um, and I do believe Wentz is going to be traded. You know, it's it's basically a done deal at this point. So working from there, uh, you know, taking them both, that'll that'll definitely work for you, um, fantasy wise. So um for me, I'm here on the clock again, and I think I have to take Kenny Galladay because talent wise, Kenny Galladay is just too good to be here in the ninth round. I know he's a free agent and there's a lot of uh speculation about what's gonna happen to him. But um there's been some reports in the last few hours that the Lions are, in fact, going to franchise tag him, and that's that makes me feel a lot better given the fact that I'm a real-life Lions fan. Now, uh, if you want to get into the draft coming up, that's a whole nother show to get into, but getting Kenny G in there is fantastic for what this this new uh, coaching staff is going to, you know, wants to do. And, and may I say, the coaching staff that they put together is unbelievably outstanding, just signing Antoine Randall as their wide receivers coach. So let's say they, they tag Kenny G, and then they can fool around and, and bring in, let's say, Corey Davis or um, Curtis Samuel, and then at that seventh overall pick, you can kind of just eliminate drafting a receiver right. seventh overall if you have some of those guys in there. So uh, if they're smart, they're going to do this kind of a process by elimination. Let's get these guys in, and then we can really concentrate on you know a handful of players instead of the, the entire you know big board of people. Definitely, dude. And uh, Chris, you're about to be on the clock again, so why don't Rob, you just? I'm having uh, problems. Um, I like click something and it's like it jumbled fucked my uh, ADP or whatever. Is there a way I can like leave and come back in or no? Um, you should definitely be able to leave and come back in. All right, I'm about to see if that works. Okay. Um, Chris, you're on the clock now at nine ten. Correct, and I, I'm looking around. Uh, Deontay Johnson was going to headline my my pick here uh, in this one, but it was snipe. So again, I'm I'm looking around, and I got like 30 seconds. I, I have a bunch of guys in in my queue here, so let's just get. To, I, I want to get another receiver for sure. So I'm going to go with old trusty Tyler Boyd, and uh, I love the idea of pairing him with Chase Claypool. My idea was to grab you know both Pittsburgh wide receivers, Deontay and Chase Claypool, because for DFS purposes all season, it was kind of a nice stack, and, and sometimes it was which guy is going to do, but I don't know, but I don't believe Ben Roethlisberger is going to be back, and these kids are going to be just fine. So in turn, uh, I settled for Claypool, and I grabbed uh, Tyler Boyd. Not my two most favorite picks, but out of like uh, necessity there, I thought that was the, the best move to make. 
I feel that. Um, I I do like Claypool. I I think him there at the ten oh one is a great pick. Deontay Johnson would have been nice for you to pair him with. Tyler Boyd though nine ten. I I definitely like that as well. Uh, he's he's a very underrated fantasy receiver, and I think he always will be. So. Uh, He's he's always going to be a value pick, no matter honestly where you get him, because you always seem to get him so late in draft. Um, so at nine three, um, I'm sorry, nine three, uh, Kenny, or I'm sorry, Cortland Sutton. My mistake for messing up. Nine three went Cortland Sutton. Nine four, Billy took Tyler Lockett. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa went nine five as Gray Heisenberg's third quarterback, Hunter Henry at 9-6. Um, Kenyon Drake went 9-7 to the automated team. Deontay Johnson, 9-8. Baker Mayfield, we heard Chris go. Tyler Boyd, Chase Claypool at the turn. Leonard Fournette at 10-2, which is an interesting pick. Jamar Jefferson at 10-3, rookie running back. James Conner and Melvin Gordon just went 10-4 and 10-5. So... That puts Heisenberg on the clock. Bill is about to be back up. After that, one pick, then me, then Trey, and we'll wrap back around. Bill, what are you? Uh, what are you planning here at the tenth pick? Your tenth round pick, I mean. Um, I think there's some wide receiver values and some running back values, but it's about identifying the right ones that really fit for this team. Um, I kind of went a little bit older at the wide receiver position, so if I do add any wide receivers, I need to start adding younger people. Interesting. Robert Woods was an older wide receiver and went 10-6, so uh, this gives you uh, some opportunity here. Yeah. Um, do I want to go there? Do I want to go here? Uh what did he do last year? Uh, some thoughts. Because it's just like picking a Patriots running back is never gives you the warm and fuzzies, man. You don't ever feel fucking comfortable starting a Patriots running back from week to week. Yeah, I, I feel that. Let me get... Ooh. Oh, Trey Sermon, the rookie running back Fellow for Ohio Trey. State. And, the, and he's one of those uh, upside home run hitters there at the running back position, depending on landing spot, too. Rondale Moore goes at 10 8. I'm up don't at 10 9. Robert, I swear, don't snipe me. <laughs> Are you going to take Le'Veon Bell? No. I'll leave him for you, I promise. No. Um. <laughs> um yeah, I, I really don't know. I'm looking at this uh, this board here. I think I'm going to have to take Will Fuller, personally. I, he's going to be my running or wide receiver four. He was really good when he was on the field. Maybe it was the PEDs, but as my wide receiver four, I'll be uh, I'll be happy with that. Rob, don't try to play Will Fuller like that. Will Fuller's <laughs> just a weed smoker, and then oh my God. a little bit uptight on the weed smokers in the league. Don't try to say he was using performance-enhancing drugs. For the people that know the real Will Fuller at Notre Dame, he just smokes weed like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, always the Will Fuller apologist, Billy Brisbane. Um 
Trey, you are you're on the clock. Did I snipe you? I didn't know. Thankfully not, but I'm getting my two biggest, you know, off-season buys right now. I've been buying them everywhere. Um, I like their value right here. I think they're going to be pretty good in 2021. We'll see what happens. Odell Beckham and David Johnson. Very interesting. I love um, it. Because when you mentioned that, I thought you were going in a completely different direction. Um, and which means I, uh, I will not allow you to go in that direction in the future. <laughs> because this is a mock draft and I will, uh, I will do my best to stop that. Um, so uh, here, I'm on the board here. I'm going to actually take a little shot at the quarterback position. Um, and hope, you know, that this, uh, this quarterback has a long-term outlook here, but it's going to be Mac Jones, rookie quarterback, uh, out of Alabama, mixed reviews kind of so far, but we'll, you know, we'll see how it works out. Daniel Jones goes, uh, 11-3 the pick after him. Bill, you are back on the clock. Yeah, I'm looking at the tight end position. I don't know if I want to wait or take a younger guy. Uh... How would you rank between Hawkinson, Fant, and Jacecki and Goddard? Um, I would probably put them in that order. Maybe Goddard over Gesicki. TJ is, TJ is the logical choice here of them four. Uh, I have seen a lot of questions and polls on social media about the about who do you rank more, TJ or Font font or tj along those lines and to i'm not just saying that because i'm from detroit and the lions are my team but it's, it's not close to me you know give me tj over font all day and i'm not even yep. going to feel bad about saying that i do like tj more than no fan yeah uh and say, bill takes our advice here and goes TJ. yeah um yeah it's kind of hard when you have kittle and kelsey there trey so yeah i <laughs> gotta stack them up if the value's right yeah, you're not lying. I mean, Kittle at 410 is a great pick still. So um, I definitely respect that. Um, let me go to Billy and ask him to tell me about Trey's team and what he thinks about it. Uh, yeah, let me go to Trey's team real quick. I don't like David Johnson pick. That, that's, <laughs> that's one of those dusty running backs that I was talking about. Man. David Johnson's dusty, man. But I like his uh, quarterback combination combo of Patrick Mahomes and uh, Jalen Hurts. That's a that's one of the, that's a very high upside quarterback combo. And then his wide receivers give me the warm and fuzzies with uh, Adams, Robinson, and McLaurin. Those are three of my uh, definitely go to wide receivers and like my tiers. Like you know how you have tiers, and you have like tiers, but there's really certain guys you want in your tier that you have a little bit circle more than the others. Uh, those are definitely some of them. And then the uh, two tight end combo. The interesting pick, though, is I want to ask you guys, how do you guys feel about Odell Beckham coming into this upcoming season? Because we saw Baker Mayfield not really click with him in the beginning part of the season. And then as soon as Odell went down, everybody was kind of off the Baker train. But Baker, that's when he started finally really started showing his upside and why he was drafted so high. Um, Are you guys on the Browns wave or are you guys not on the Browns wave? And is it – Baker, or do you think it's uh, Odell? For me personally, I think he's a trade candidate this year. He might get moved. If he gets moved, I like that a lot. Um, Even if he doesn't move, he stays on the Browns. I think he'll at least be a flex wide receiver, and that's kind of the expectation we have to have for him right now. We can't really expect those 
wide. I mean, he'll give us those boom weeks, but I mean, I think if we can expect like 12 points for him on a weekly basis, I think that's a little bit better expectations than what a lot of people are giving him right now. I mean, I was looking at him, like, like I said, I've been buying him everywhere. He hasn't had a wide receiver one year in five years. A lot of people still, it, I mean, I was asking for value. So, some people were valuing him in the mid first. And I'm like, dude, come on. Like, this isn't 2017 like OBJ, I <laughs> mean. But you just got to have the right expectations for him. Definitely. Yeah. Um, after Bill took TJ Hawkinson, uh, Heisenberg follows that up with Brandon Cooks at 11.5. Noah Fant went 11.6 to Tyler Randall. Todd Gurley went 11.7 to the automated team. A.J. Dillon, 11.8. Uh, I thought he might fall a little bit more. Cough, I cough, Trey. Um, uh, so, Bash there getting the uh, the running back value. Um, and then Paul Ryan currently on the clock at 11.9. He takes Matt Ryan, just as I'm speaking of it, and that puts Chris back on the clock. Chris? Well, I mean, I know. What are we in? This, so this is the, the last pick of the the 10th round, it looks like. Or, 11th. Yeah, 11th round, excuse yeah. me. So, I mean, I know this is all – it's free. It's for fun. So it's kind of like, you know, playing with the house's money. But the more I'm just, you know, letting people know, the more that you do this, then when you get into actual, you know, real-life game situation where you're with your friends and everything, not much throws you for a loop and you're able to make, you know, better decisions, cool, calm, collected. Because most times you're on the clock, you have a minute, and you start talking and you only have 20 seconds left. Make sure you have a, your cue set and you go from there. So I'm going to take the kid from uh, Oklahoma State, Tillon Wallace. And I was thinking about what, what direction could I go in terms of a running back? And Billy said it numerous times. It's Mostert, Bell, Singletary, Ingram, White. It's like a big-time puke here. And so <laughs> I, I don't have a tight end, but there's the guys that are in front of me uh, not looking – I'm not – enamored by any of them there so i'm gonna go back to another rookie running back and i'm gonna go uh kalen hill here and uh for some odd reason i, I don't know much about hill i know he's from mississippi state he's like five foot eleven uh, almost six foot and he is he has been a punisher so i'm hoping a lot of these these kids can blossom and again uh th if this is redraft i'm screwed but dynasty uh i have a leg to stand on here I mean, Hello. Uh, I'm sorry. I phased out there a little bit. Trey, you were going to say? I mean, I, I haven't heard much about this rookie class, but, I mean, I really like his pick so far. I mean, like Chris was saying, we don't really know anything besides, I mean, once we get their landing spot, that's when we're going to figure everything out. And I kind of learned that last year. I mean, I was doing all my rookie mocks and rookie rankings, but as soon as the draft happened, I kind of had to throw it all in the trash because, like, everyone's value got changed. Um, Definitely. But, I mean, for the rookie mock, I mean, I like all those values compared to everyone who's here right now. I mean, you can't really beat that. Uh, after Chris goes Kylan Hill, Taysom Hill, another Hill, goes 12-2. That's a shot at the quarterback position that I like. Uh, Diami Brown goes 12-3. And then Gronk goes to the automated team. Um, let me ask Chris... What are your thoughts on Billy's team so far to kind of make our rounds here on this one? 
let me bring it up in front of me here right now. I would imagine he's uh, the B train, correct? He, he grabbed uh, TJ Hawkinson here. Uh, and, and as I'm looking through it real quick, I, I love the, the TJ Hawkinson pick right there. Uh, Zach Moss was a little bit of a reach for me there. We don't know. It, it seems like both running backs throughout the season were just – they started to vulture each other and then there was nothing to vulture. It was just, you know, pass, pass, pass. It was Diggs, it was Allen. Uh, and that was about it. Even a little bit of Gabriel Davis, who I'd like to sprinkle in on a lot of my rosters this season. I absolutely love the DJ Moore pick uh, at seven, four. Uh, he's kind of, you know, people were saying he's kind of lockstep with AJ Brown heading into their, you know, their rookie seasons. AJ Brown has lapped him, passed him up, but DJ Moore is still there. And he's going to be okay as, um, Carolina settles into a, to a quarterback role. Is it going to be Teddy Bridgewater? We don't know yet how it's going to be. The D, uh, excuse me, Watson sweepstake is still going, and everybody's saying they're making a, a massive push to land Watson. If Deshaun Watson goes to Carolina, DJ Moore, you're going to have to get him three or four rounds, you know, higher than the seventh round. Keenan Allen is a can't miss guy, PPR monster. Love that one. Najee Harris is arguably the best. Uh, rookie running back in the class and he got him at four seven and then what can you say about t law and burrow two two young quarterbacks we saw what burrow could do in limited action and we're expecting trevor lawrence to be uh, a generational talent a once in a lifetime kind of quarterback here so uh billy needs a few breaks to go his way but not much here he, he's it's infused with some some veteran players and some young kids that if they're if they do what they're expected to do billy's going to rise in the in the standings in our fake league here <laughs> i feel that um billy helped his team out a bit there he took chase edmonds at 12 7 uh potentially helped his team if Ch if chase edmonds is uh the running back of the future for the cardinals trey you're currently on the clock after i just took uh jerry judy so nice. uh 12 10 yeah sniped again like ah uh, yes yeah, i, I aim for judy. this at this point yeah i mean i kind of accepted it <laughs> But it's okay. I, I settled for Debo. I like Debo a lot still. Um, I'm not quite for sure where I need to go. I mean, running back's an obvious spot, so I'm thinking possibly Ronald Jones. But if I don't go Jones, I might go wide receiver because there's still a couple young wide receivers I like. But I feel like I need to go Ronald Jones here to kind of secure my, another running back spot. Um, you could have flip-flopped Ronald Jones in the 11th and David Johnson in the 13th, and I still would have liked it, so... I feel that. Um, I actually like a – oh, I thought you weren't. Uh, I still like Raheem Mooster here. I think he'll be heavily utilized, and he's got the uh, explosive plays to, to, uh, for days, we'll say. Explosive plays for days for Raheem Mooster. Um, a little banged up last year, but uh, even – I, I don't think they're going to phase him out of the offense completely, and he's going to be, what, my – fourth running back at that point. So I like him in that position uh, as Cole Komet goes next. Bill, you're on the clock. Bill is silent because he's so focused on his current pick <laughs> and who's he, who he's going to take. Um, Billy, you're <laughs> on mute, buddy. Yeah, man. Yeah. Kind of stuck a little bit here. Uh, <laughs> I like the old dusty guy, but I might have to um, get this wide receiver stack combo. Chris got me going a little bit talking about the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, and we're going to try to take some gambles here, but I don't think this Robbie is a gamble Anderson. at all. This is just the safety insurance. 
Yeah, I I do like Robbie. He's he's shown a lot last year. He didn't score a ton of touchdowns, but he was great regardless of that. So I definitely like taking him this late in the draft. Um, definitely some wide receiver depth to have here. Um, it, we're starting to wind down here. There's uh, two and a half rounds left here, so we're just going to finish it out here in this super flex mock. Um, I mean, it's really interesting to look back at how this has played out and the teams that we have. Um, as I hit this lead CPU auto pick button, wow, great! They, they take Drew Brees, who is essentially <laughs> retired, so that uh, is perfect. Um, so you could uh, put Tom Brady in there or something. <laughs> I yeah, I think I'll do that actually. Um, even though Tom Brady probably will not be picked, regardless. Um, it still works because, uh, no one would pick Breeze. We, we gotta be a little more realistic, even though, you know, the picks that they've been making are kind of unrealistic in and of themselves, but that's fine. We'll, we'll work from there. Um, Chris, two picks before yours. Is there anywhere you're specifically looking? Uh, actually one pick now is Jalen Rager goes, at 13-8, and then no picks as Damian Harris goes 13-9. Absolutely. Two young kids who I had a lot of exposure to last season, uh, Darnell Mooney in Chicago, and then one of my favorite uh, football players as it stands now, Gabriel Davis uh, in Buffalo. So if you look at Mooney, who I uh, just selected, and you look at Gabriel Davis here, it's it's almost fun, right, as you know, the season uh, – I wrote bottom of the barrel every week this year. And these guys, Mooney and, and Gabe Davis made his first appearance in week three of the NFL season. And now uh, we're, you know, midway through February and people are planting their flag on uh, Gabriel Davis and Darnell Mooney are sleepers and having never mentioned them six months prior. And I love how people think, you know, they're carrying the flag. Nobody else on earth knows about Gabriel Davis, or no one else on earth knows about Darnell Mooney. Uh, these were uh, long kind of thought of guys that were in bottom of the barrel. And, you know, I, you can't do everything. I can't, you know, push people in the direction that you want them to. Just know uh, Gabe Davis is a favorite player of mine. You saw him here first in bottom of the barrel. So take everything else with a grain of salt, guys. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, to recap a ton of picks that I didn't mention, um, Jarvis Landry went 13-5. Christian Kirk went 13-6. We swapped Tom Brady in at 13-7. Then I mentioned Jalen Rager and Damian Harris. Chris mentioned Darnell Mooney and Gabriel Davis. After that, Michael Pittman at 14-2. I like that pick. Uh, LaVisca Chenault at 14-3. I like that one even more. Sam Darnold and then Jameis Winston. Um yeah, I, I do like your your Gabriel Davis take specifically, uh, Chris, because we're talking, you know, Josh Allen here who went, what was he, the third overall pick in this draft. Uh, the, the fantasy points are going to be flowing from him. And then um, at that point, you know, his receivers are going to be great. And Stefan Diggs went a while ago, but no Bills receivers have gone since then so yeah, who, who, I, who gives a crap about john brown right even <laughs> but, but that's that's basically not to sound like a jerk or to be rude but gabriel davis made you know 
uh, he had success in the absence of John Brown. So as it stands now, uh, if let's say the Buffalo Bills had to decide right right here and now, John Brown or Gabe Davis, I'd like to think it's it's Gabe Davis, and it probably wouldn't be close because John Brown uh, just can't stay in the lineup. He's just one of those soft tissue injury all the time kind of guys here. So uh, I think a big sophomore season is on tap for Gabe Davis. Interesting. I uh, I do like Gabriel Davis. He uh, he did you know show some uh, some luster last season when uh, he was given the opportunity, which is what you want to see out of rookies. So if he can step up from there, that would be great. I'm gonna draft uh, real quick before the recap because I'm currently on the clock. I'm gonna draft McCole Hardman. He's one of my big off season dynasty buys. So it's only fitting there that I take him at fourteen nine. Uh, Pat Fryermuth went 14-6, uh, then Hollywood Brown to Billy there. I, I respect the grind that you're still living on, Bill. Um, and then Ramondre Moore, Steve, or I'm sorry, Ramondre Stevenson, 14-8. I mentioned Hardman. Uh, Trey took Dallas Goddard at 14-10. First pick of the 15th round, the final round here, he takes Jared Goff. So... Uh, we'll Chris, do break down our picks for sure. What was that? I, I didn't catch it. I didn't uh, catch that. What right. do you think the Lions are going to do with Goff? I know you said that they that you want them to draft Wilson. If, if that's <clears> the scenario, do you think that they'll keep Goff there or try to trade him again? Well, personally, I, I'd like them to keep Goff, help Goff bridge the gap for the next like two or three seasons. Uh, and if that's the case, then they're probably going to pass on, on Zach Wilson, which I'd be fine at. So let's say... Uh, the Lions keep golf and they use him for the next couple seasons and they build elsewhere. And with, with their several other first round picks coming up, they can worry about it another time. So as I said, in the beginning of the broadcast, if you can uh, retain Kenny Galladay and you can sign another one of these, these, kind of good wide receiver free agents, then you know you don't have to worry about wide receiver. You don't have to worry about a quarterback that frees their team up elsewhere. Running back, I think they're going to be okay. So they can really, you know, hammer, you know, a defense here in this this year's draft, get a quarterback next year in the first round, and then, you know, again, hammer home defense here. So I don't know what where they're going to go, but I just love the idea of, of all the positive options that the Lions have here. I can't remember the last time uh, as a Lions fan we had all you know, so many different options that were positive uh, for the long-term success of our team. I feel yeah, I love that. I mean I, yeah. I mean, I personally want Goff to stay there. I think that'll be the best situation for him. Um, if they can re re-sign Kenny G, I would like that too. I think Marvin Jones needs to move on. I saw a report today he wants to go sign with the Rams. I don't think that's possible though, but I like that idea. Yeah, um, you know, however it works out here, we're almost done with this draft, so we're going to recap our teams real quick before we finish up. Um, just a recap after Jared Goff went at 15-1. I actually took a shot on Keyshawn Vaughn at 15-2. Um, Amon, Amon Ra, St. Brown, 15-3. Uh, Henry Ruggs at 15-4 to Billy Briz. Terrace Marshall at 15-5. Jimmy Garoppolo, 15-6. And we have four more picks here. Oh, I should probably hit, tell the CPU to auto-pick um, as they'll take Ertz, which, wow, Zach Ertz, so late in the 15th round. But, uh, you know, when uh, when a player performs the way he does, 
<laughs> you only have so much hope for him for the future. Um, Chris, do you have any uh, fun players that you're planning to take here at fifteen ten? Yeah, absolutely. Now, I'm going to be a gentleman and, and fill out my roster and grab a tight end. Normally, oh, I probably yes. wouldn't even, normally, I probably wouldn't even draft a tight end, and some people would get pissed, and you didn't draft a complete team here. But uh, I'm going to go Robert Tanyan. What, what's the harm that can come there? Guy scored double-digit touchdowns. Uh, why would that change coming into the season? And the last pick of the draft is when I normally grab a, a tight end. I probably actually – uh, draft a, a DST before a tight end, but that's just me. Uh, they are tight end truthers like uh, the fantasy guru guy, David, and that's fine. I, I don't pay as much mind to tight ends. If I miss out on the top three or four starts, then I'm going to wait to last pick of the draft. I gotcha. Um, so we'll give our, our quick re- recaps here. Um, and to mention the two picks after Ertz, Irv Smith went 15-8. Rashad Penny went 15-9. So, uh, Trey, you want to break down your team real quick, p- drafting from 101? Yeah, I mean, I really like the spot. I just wanted to see what my team would look like. But uh, my starting lineup, with it being two uh, running backs, three wide receivers, and three uh, two flex and a super flex, I got Mahomes, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, David Johnson or Ronald Jones, uh, Devontae Adams, Allen Robinson, Scary Terry McLaurin, then tied in, I got Kelsey, and uh, my first flex is Kittle, then OBJ. And then my super flex is either Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts, or Jared Goff. And then uh, my other bench players are Debo and Dallas Goddard. I like it. I definitely I like I do got like it. Pretty, uh, pretty solid depth at every position. Usually I like to hammer home quarterbacks, but uh, the value was there uh, towards the end, so I decided to kind of uh, wait off on that. Um, the wide receivers kept falling to me, so I felt like I got to scoop up all that value. Definitely. That's the way you want to draft. You want to capitalize on the value there. Um, For my team, I have Justin Herbert and Russell Wilson as my two quote-unquote starting quarterbacks, and then I have Mac Jones on the bench as well as my third. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, Cam Akers, Miles Gaskin, uh, Raheem Mostert, and Keyshawn Vaughn are my running backs. I have Stefan Diggs, C.D. Lamb, Kenny Galladay, Will Fuller, Jerry Judy, and McCole Hardman as my wide receivers, which I I love that wide receiver core. Um, I think most of them, if not all of them, have great potential for the future. And then Mark Andrews at 7-2. Uh, not my favorite tight end to go with, but you know I think he's uh, being undervalued a lot, of, uh, a lot of times anymore. Bill, how about you? You want to run through your team? Yeah, I'll run through my team real quick. Um, quarterback position, I went with Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow. Running backs are Najee Harris, Chuba, Chuba Hubbard, uh, Zach Moss, Chase Edmonds, and uh, Trey Sermon. My wide receivers are Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, DJ Moore, um, Tyler Lockett, Robbie Anderson, Marquise Brown, and then with my last pick, I went with Henry Ruggs. Um, I didn't understand why they have him so low in ADP this year. Um, tight end position, I went with TJ Hawkinson. I like the Hawkster, the the Hawk himself. Um, Chris, how about you? You wanna you wanna finish this up here? It looks like Chris uh, darted out. Oh my gosh! Well, I I guess I'll round up 
his team for him. I, I respect the, you know, Chris probably had to eat, and I respect that. Um, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Javante Williams, Kenneth Gamewell, and Kylan Hill are his running backs. He has a good mix of win now plus future picks at the running back, I believe. Uh, quarterback, I should have led with. Ryan Tannehill and Zach Wilson for him. And then a wide receiver, A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson, Tyler Boyd, Chase Claypool, Tylen Wallace, uh, Darnell Mooney, and Gabriel Davis. And then at tight end, he has Robert Tunyon. So this was fun. Uh, we'll post the results on Twitter. And then, uh, yeah, I, you know, tell us what you think, how we drafted. Let us know. Check us out on Twitter at Dynasty Force Podcast. Um, or I'm sorry, at Dynasty Force Pod on Twitter. YouTube, Dynasty Force Podcast. And, um, yeah, any any well, quick shout-outs well, you want to give to yourselves, guys? Trey? I say, make sure to hit the subscribe button. That's that's when you know when, whenever we're going live, you know. you know, can you, And you can even hit the notification. It'll send you a, like a little notification on your phone, stuff like that. Pretty awesome. Definitely. And follow Trey on Twitter at FFSuperFlexGuru. Billy, what you got going on on your Twitter? Yeah, man. Tonight on Pub Sports Radio is the Wednesday night NBA matchup of the night which is the warriors versus heat so um make sure you head over to pub sports radio tonight if you want to hang out and chat had about 1k viewers last wednesday so it's a nice little fun time sweat out some bets get some live bets in there um the psr prop bet of the day if you guys want to hop up on it and tail it is jimmy butler over 21 and a half points versus the golden state warriors tonight so hopefully that can hit make sure you follow me over on twitter at getting bills so you get notified whenever i make a bet or uh go live for some videos because we're doing videos i feel like all the time nowadays ever since quarantine definitely definitely and for me you can follow me on twitter at fantasy force fb i don't have a lot going on at the moment but uh i would appreciate it if you would and i will of course follow you back so um yeah i i think that does it for this episode of the dynasty force podcast and uh Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll be sure to catch you next week here live on Twitter and YouTube Wednesday at 4.30. Thanks again for tuning in all. Hope you enjoyed the episode, and uh, we'll catch you next time here at the Dynasty Force Podcast.